Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ashland Glazer Anderson, founder of Ashbeam PDX Marketing, who craft digital marketing and communication strategies for small business owners and nonprofits who are making a positive social impact. Fantastic. Ashland, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you? Know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Um, so today, I mean, we've doubled our size in the past year uh, as a business. We really, you know, I've, I've been told by folks to focus on either small businesses or nonprofits, but I feel like a lot of times nonprofits and small businesses have some of the same challenges and, you know, mm-hmm. nonprofit is just a tax status. It's not <laughs> any different than a business. You should hopefully be running your nonprofit a little bit more um, like a business. But yeah, we specifically focus on people who are really, really small. So like it's the person who started it or on the nonprofit side, it's the executive director. And mm. it's just that they're wearing all the hats. Maybe they have an admin, maybe, you know, they've outsourced um, some virtual assistant things, but you know, their marketing and their communications is all falling on them. And they have this kind of regular pattern is that they'll be going, going, going consistently, then they get busy because they got clients or they got customers and now they're busy. And so everything kind of trails off. Um, Mm. And then, you know, they're busy for that time period. And then they hit the, oh shit, I have nothing coming in and they start again. So it's just like weird up and down cycle. So what we come in and help do is just keep that consistency going by mm. taking on what you would have been doing um, as your marketing and making sure that it's, you know, on time, it's focused on your ideal target audience or customer, you're growing your audience and Really, we help people grow and scale so that they can hire out other positions and they can be really the business owner, the leader of their organization um, yeah. and have all of the other execution tasked out for others. Mm, because as a as a business owner, it's like, oh, my gosh, there are so many hats we have to wear. And some of them is like, no one told us about them or others <laughs> are like, I don't want to do them. And yes. obviously, marketing and sales is a big part of that. Um, mm-hmm. unless that's like a key area for you and you love it, it's no, I want to do the fulfillment. I want to do the job that I wanted to do. This is the, this mm-hmm. is the purpose of the company. So what is it like for your clients when you, when you first get together, what is it that is a, maybe a hurdle for them to move forward? Cause there's obviously, it sounds like it's a, it's a big step to have that hire, to bring in someone else mm-hmm. to 
to hand over your your baby to for all the marketing as the well it is the, the lifeline of the business Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go through a pretty in-depth discovery process. And really, I mean, we want folks who are ready to hand it off. So if you're feeling like, oh, I need to still own these pieces. I mean, the idea is that you will focus on that service delivery, mm-hmm. on that product delivery. And then, you know, we'll spend time making sure it sounds like you visually that your branding is correct, that we're sending it on all of the channels that you like to be doing. I recently started working with a client um, who really just really dislikes social media. And I was like, that's fine. You don't have to be on social media if you don't want to be. Let's make sure your website and your email marketing are very, very strong so that you Mm. have this way to communicate with your uh, clients and customers. I think another thing that we do as well is um, we start you on getting all of your organic marketing set up before you even spend a dollar on advertising. Um, We've had folks before who are like, I feel like I just really, really need to run ads. And I'm like, well, if it's not working and converting, then, you know, bringing 1,000, 10,000, you know, 100,000 more people to your website is not going to have the correct impact. Mm. Um, So we set people up with search engine optimized websites, help them set up an email marketing program, then do some content, whether or not that's blogging or creating lead magnets or doing their social media for them and kind of setting them on that journey so that they can make sure that they're capturing people um, through all these different touch points to send their message out. Perfect. So not just focus on just one and hoping (laughs) that this one is is a one that's going to continue working. (laughs) Yeah. what do you find like time and time again is you know, the mistakes that your clients or prospects come to you that they that they're doing before they actually start working with you that if if we could share this today and maybe help people to to not do this or work towards that oh my gosh it's going to help <laughs> i i think one thing that i see a lot of people do is saying that their product or their service is for everyone and that is mm. so not true because by messaging that you're out there for everyone you're by effect out there for no one. Um, So I do tell people like, I'm not for everyone. I know exactly the kind of folks who, you know, I help. They want to pull up their sleeves and they want to get down to business. They want to grow and scale. Um, Mm. I've actually annoyed some folks who are like, I am just happy with like status quo. And I'm like, I'm always going to bring up, hey, we can grow here. Hey, you know, you're kind of in this like hamster wheel of doing the same thing and not being able to get to these things that are on your wish list. How about we hire help? How about we take, you know, take this off your plate for you so you can get to the fun, Mm. shiny things that you want to do. So I think it's getting in that or getting out of that mindset of like, I have to do everything because it is my business. Being Mm. able to realize that you can hire out help um, and understanding that I think a lot of people get into that mindset that it's very, very expensive. But, you know, if you think about if you could spend, you know, save 10 hours a week from doing things that just should not fall on your plate, how Mm. much more time would you be able to add another client, be able to spend more time with your family, um, be able to Mm. go to that networking event that will give you access (laughs) to, you know, so many more people. And, you know, when the average price of a of an hourly rate could be anywhere between, you know, $20 an hour to 50, you know, and multiply that by 10. That's not potentially a lot of time that you could not make up for if you are able to do these other things. 
Yes, and but there is a there's a kind of a mental equation that goes on. We see this time and time again. Is yes, I would like to do that, but there is a cost associated. How will I get that mm-hmm. back? There is that mm-hmm. kind of trust. There is that getting to that next level, and maybe not experiencing it is it is a leap of faith, and it can mm-hmm. be tough. Just like you said, two big problems: serving everyone and doing everything. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. killers of businesses. To be to serve everyone means you actually serve no one because your messaging isn't on points but to mm-hmm. do every job and then maybe you get yourself in a you get yourself in a cycle let's break those two down this might be quite fun especially from your mm-hmm. expertise to be serving mm-hmm. everyone the messaging is covers so broadly and then to look at the the website the marketing the adverts the landing page the emails whatever it is and be like confirm this isn't working mm-hmm. so i need to change this so it's the messaging that's not working it's so easy to get into a negative loop, not realizing what it is that's actually the one thing that if you tweak that can change everything. Just like having the right help in the right area so mm-hmm. you can do other things. It may cost money, but the, 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 what you're going to receive in time, doing the right work and getting more clients from it, oh my gosh, that would change everything. So how do, how do you, with your expertise, help people to break that cycle, which can be, it can be tough because I think it's an, more of an emotional, we think it's logical. Hey, logical. <laughs> There's fear behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say it's kind of like a fear of success for some folks too. It's just like, oh my gosh. And yeah. the, I will admit, I was definitely you know in that range when I first started. I mean, I first started my business while I was still working full time somewhere else. Yeah. So you know, I only had a few hours a week that I could you know dedicate. Um, to this. And then at some point I had to like take that jump and be like, okay, it'll be fine. You know, if I just go into this, but I think it's um, Mm. when we, when it comes down to the messaging, I think a lot of owners and I I was just chatting with somebody about this is they think it's their words to the other person. You actually have to talk in the language of your client or your customer. So it's Mm. their words. What brought them to seek you out in the first place? What are the problems that they think that you are, you know, you are solving for them? What are the results that you are bringing to them at the end? You know, what is that desired outcome? And once you switch your messaging to really talk, you know, one-to-one to that ideal person, then they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like you're in my head. Like, I definitely need to work with this person. You know, this is really resonating to me. So I think a lot of people, they, they find that um, when, you know, they're explaining whatever their business is or whatever their concept is, they're explaining it from their lens. You actually have to think about it from the person that you're going to be helping on the other end. And if you're struggling with that, ask some of your clients or customers, you know, take somebody out for coffee and be like, hey, I would love to pick your brain about why you chose me what resonated with you and, you know, give them the reason I want to grow and scale my business. I want to be able to help more people like you. And usually if they're really happy clients or customers, they'll be like, absolutely. Or I have a referral to make for you. Somebody, you know, that I know is struggling with this. So um, that's another really big way that my business has grown is just, you know, sharing the message and then people sharing it for me. Yeah. So it's relationships, building those relationships with everyone around you. Um, there's some hints and tips, but for you, for you personally, what, what was it like when you um, first took maybe after you took that first step and then you're building, 
what was it like for you as you hit this sort of new stride as a business owner and realized, ah, oh, shit, yeah, I've got to, I've got to practice what I preach. I've got to make changes, <laughs> make hires. I've got to build my business. Knowing it and explain it to one person is one thing, but actually doing it yourself, oh my gosh, that's just a different <laughs> level. So what was it like for you to, to go through that? Yeah, I think, you know, I started very early on um, tracking all of my time. Like I still do that to this day. I track, you know, time that I've spent on whichever client, times that I was doing certain things. And then I thought about whether or not that was high value use of my time or uh-huh. if I could, you know, farm that out to somebody um, right away. So I think nine months into my business, I made my first hire. Um, it was a close friend of mine who was like, hey, you seem like you're really busy and can't hang out on weekends. Do you need help? Is there something that you can teach me to do? And so I said, yes, actually, you can help me out, you know, with X, Y, Z. And it did, like anything, it takes a little ramp up, you know, I recorded videos of myself doing the task, we did training. But basically, once that that got handed off, I never had to worry about it ever again. Mm. You know, I now have cross-trained another person who can yeah. then cross-train another, you know, has actually cross-trained other people that work with us. Um, so now it doesn't actually all sit with me. Um, and so I think a lot of it is gaining that trust or giving that trust out, but also giving people an opportunity to like grow into learning new things. Um, mm. So just about every person who works with me now they need, know how to do at least one solid thing much better than me. Um, so I'm also adding, you know, capacity to my business and organization. Now we can offer, you know, amazing brand strategy and graphic design. Like, could I do a little bit of it? Yes. But now I have a trained professional graphic designer who does all the creative direction has helped me through these big rebrand projects. Um, so now my capacity to take on that kind of work has grown. Um, so mm. I think, you know, I'm in a unique space since I own a digital marketing agency. It's easier to kind of add on people who know email and social and things like that. If it's, you know, another line of business, it could be somebody that you can train to do you know, the executional work in your business, you know, are you struggling with, you know, keeping up with appointments and bookings or even responding to your email? Like that Mm. actually is something that you could train somebody to do. Be like, Mark, when things like this come in, please respond this way (laughs) or, you know, find a time on my calendar or something like that. And it, you know, it doesn't need to all sit with you. So you're not like, you know, at 1130 in the evening, responding to things that came in throughout the day to keep to keep things in motion. So beautiful. You got the systems, the processes, you're building and actually being able to step away from that work. Yes, you could do it, but <laughs> you shouldn't. And because you've got <laughs> other responsibilities, you're, you're, you're building, you're overseeing it all. So this is, I think this is the curse of the, the, the business owner, which is you get to a phase like, oh, bringing in people are oh, fantastic i get to build and change and release the jobs that i don't want to do oh shit here comes next level pressure of i need to make sure that i can cope and care for them and bring in even more work so that there's always like that next level that next challenge what has that been like for you as you hit that next phase and then get hit with this this 
side problem that you didn't see coming or maybe you did but didn't want to look at it and then when it's here it's like yeah it's big and you can't ignore it what's that like I mean yeah I'm going through that right now of you know we're definitely in a growth phase where we need our current clients to stay with us to be able to make you know payroll to be able to make things happen to keep us going Um, I've been really lucky, knock on all the wood, no clients have, you know, like left in the past, I feel like past year, unless it was like a planned, you know, project ended Mm. and whatnot. So, um, you know, we're in a really good space, but, you know, with all of this noise out there about a pending recession and, you know, tons of people are getting laid off. And, you know, I've had people ask me, well, you know, what will happen to your business? And I was like, well, there's all this data that shows contract work always, you know, comes in. I mean, the work needs to be done, but yes, that is a big, very big, scary thing. And now I'm not just responsible for myself, but also others Mm. who are kind of relying on it. So I do go through those moments of like, oh shit, what if we don't make payroll or will I not pay myself? Or, you know, I'm definitely looking down the line at things that hit the budget in, you know, September, October, November, and being like, do we need those things? Should we combine some tools? You know, what are we using out there that, that costs money? Um, You know, and, and definitely taking a look at those things and being like, where can we cut if Mm -hmm. anything slows down with the moving forward and bringing on um, more clients as well? Yeah. And I guess it's your job to be able to look at those things and realize what is the right thing to do? Is it cut back here? Is it a slight change of direction here? Is it to go all head on, bringing in a new level client, the next level client, retaining referrals, whatever it might be? There's there's so much to look at. And we, we were joking offline before we came on this show about the, all the, oh my gosh, the daily oh shit moments, which happen so much. How... How do you manage yourself through these, the daily, oh shit, that sort of you get those pangs of, um, (laughs) and which ones are like, which ones are harder? Which ones stick around? I think the ones that stick around are anything to do with, if we, I had to go to anybody on my team and be like, your hours need to be reduced or, you know, we can't do that anymore or, you know. Uh, I'm very transparent with my team. Every Mm. week we meet and I kind of let them know the status of new business of like, I pitched this, this came in, we're still waiting on this. Oh, I need your, you know, I need your input on this thing that's going to impact the work that you do kind of thing. But, you know, when we don't get something big that we really wanted, we're like, okay, we can't do, you know, things that we wanted or we can't expand in a way that we wanted or, Mm. um, let's not consider, you know, this big, cool conference we'd all like to go to, you know, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, But yeah, I think the other part is being that I have not been in business a terribly long time, everything is new all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I have a, um, somebody was like, well, couldn't you just refer back to last year and see how things operated? And I was like, well, um, through the first half of this year, like through May, we beat last year's gross revenue, blew it out of the water already. So yeah. like, I don't have a normal year to compare to. Um, so I can't just be like, oh, you know, we have the seasonality and things are happening. Yeah. Um, so are you so a very data-driven it. kind of person? Is that what you look for? Like? You're logical. Because mm-hmm. when you just said that, it 
took me back years ago when I first started my agency in, in the UK. And I, I love a spreadsheet. Oh my gosh, love a spreadsheet. But I remember when it was first new and I could have like the first years of earnings, you can see month on month, you can see the increase, the quarters, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't wait until it's fast forward. There's eight years worth of data. It's like, oh my gosh, you can see the patterns. You can see what happens. I mean, obviously things, mm-hmm. things change externally, but you can start to pieces together you can see the growth it's it's fascinating so i remember that when i was so looking forward to seeing this and then when it's there mm-hmm. it's like oh look at that you blink and it happens so mm-hmm. being data driven you're kind of looking for okay the logical what can happen what will happen how is that as a obviously an, an emotional human being with you know, neurochemicals and, and brain waves and a nervous system that is built on emotions. How do you kind of manage that? Because the, you, your brain must be saying one thing, yet you must be feeling something completely different. What's what's that balancing act like? Oh gosh, the emotional waves of it are just like hard. <laughs> I would yeah. say like uh, I do a lot of breathing exercise and being like, it's going to yeah. be okay. And, you know, but, I mean. We can uh, get through I- this. Yes, exactly. Like, let's chat about this or just even, um, even chatting with other like business owners and being like, Oh, is this the like heart palpitation moment that you get? Or, you know, um, I don't know what it is sometimes when I, um, I'm like going into a meeting with a client and I'm just like, I haven't finished the thing that I told you I've been working on for like, you know, the last few meetings and I've been chipping away on it, but I haven't had like you know, that block of time where I can just kind of like knock the entire thing out. So you go through that and you're like, oh, they're going to be mad. And then it's like totally. (laughs) So I think there's a lot of that like emotion. And I think there's a huge difference that I don't think a lot of people realize when you have a business like this, where you are contracting for work, you're not an internal employee. So the expectations are a lot different. And Mm. The thing that matters more is like clear communication of like, what is the date that you can hit a certain deliverable? What are the unknown things? Like um, in the past year, I've had COVID a couple of times that I was just like, I literally can't work. And I didn't have a big enough team at the time. I was like, what's urgent and important that, you know, like, what's the first thing you need me to do after this, you know, five day run of like, the medicine that I'm going to take right now and yeah. hope that on the other side, I, you know, come out through. And most of my clients were like, Oh my God, don't even talk to me until you're like better, <laughs> you know, don't worry about anything. Like your life matters, you know, so much more. Yeah. And um, it was a stark difference from like when I had gotten it while I was working in a full-time job where people were like, when are you coming back? Nobody knows how to do what you do. And I was like, hi, try not to die over here. So don't, <laughs> don't, like, don't bother me. <laughs> like, all I want to do is get better, you know? So no, yeah. it's a very different well, feel. Different mentality. As an employee, you, you, you can take that time off and it's, it's mm-hmm. almost, you, you, you you care about your, you I can't say, talk for everyone, but there's a different level of care and responsibility with your own business. It's yeah. Without the team, you're the one, but I said that compassion being around the right people, building relationships and yeah, you would hope that their response is get your ass back to bed. What are you doing? Stop yeah, emailing don't respond. us. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, come back when you're feeling better because then you'll do, do some shit hot work and it'll be amazing. But until that point, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing there with 
with entrepreneurs in the early days where there's so much passion, so much drive and need and desire to help people, it is that, what are you doing? Trying to put other people first, trying to build this, trying to increase the business, but there's a level of sort of scarcity and worry because we all want that stability and safety. So there is so much, I think, wasted energy, wasted energy on worry and emotions, but there are always triggers. There's always these things behind it. So what, if you could just erase something as a, as a business owner, if you could just erase one trigger for you that would make a difference, what, what would that be? Oh, uh, feeling like every moment of every day, somebody could just like fire me client-wise. <laughs> that it would be, you know, it would teeter totter all those numbers yeah. that I have, you know, in the spreadsheet. Um, so losing any, you know, active client work, that's the one worry because everything I do is based on money in yeah. that we're, you know, that we're getting in. Yeah. To stay so afloat. It's that belief. So the belief that you're doing a job, they're happy, they're going to stay. Everything's based on, is it, is it desire to really help them or, or is it just, yeah, it's based on the numbers. It is based on, I'm, I'm a bit scared sometimes because it's, it can be on a fine line. It's, it's kind of mm-hmm. feast or famine. It's doing really well, but one, two blips is like, uh-oh, because the spreadsheet says this damn spreadsheet. Yep. <laughs> I think it's, it's that like, that emotional and that logical, right? Is that yeah. like, um, oh, what is it? You know, there's all these like doomsday prepper thing, you know, that the be prepared for the worst. And I need to, I, I call myself an optimist, but every once in a while that like pessimist background, no, you know, like noise comes in is like, hey, this could happen and we're not prepared, you know, if this yeah. happens. Um, so I think it's that lack of just having, you know, a, a nest egg of money there, mm. you know, and I mean, that is the, that is the result of just kind of growing and scaling rapidly. I mean, the, the things that yeah. I needed that first year are very different than the things that I need now, you know, everybody has, you know, email addresses, we have access to all the tools, there's things that incrementally mm. need to grow. Um, and, you know, lots of places don't like when you share seats to a <laughs> to a software, or they get smart, to, you know, to it. So all of these, hey, there's more people using this software than there should be. What? Yes, up with yes, that? yes. Or yeah, people... like two people logged yeah. in at the same time, we know what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, eh, please just let us share um, kind of thing. So yeah, all of those kind of things that creep up um and yeah crumbs one day you'll be laughing at all of this where you've got a whole different situation so what what challenge is do you know is coming up that you're not looking forward to and what challenge is coming up that you you can't wait for it let's hit hit both sides of this oh uh i think the challenge that's coming up that i you know, that I don't know where it would be on the horizon, but is, you know, I care really deeply about the team that we've grown. And if Mm. we, uh, you know, I've heard the people that get you, you know, to the first hundred thousand are not the people who get you to the million. And that like hurts a little bit inside because I do 
care deeply about all the clients that I have and all of the people that are on my team, but realizing that, you know, it might not be all of us going, you know, it could be compared to like that all-star basketball team, right? Where at some point somebody needs to change teams or adjust and there's like, you know, a hole in how you played the game together because, you know, something may have come up. Um, So that, you know, I'm still in my mind, like that might not be happening, but I try to keep all of the members of my team very happy as much as I can be like, please don't leave. Cause I don't know what I would do right now. If you decided yeah. tomorrow that you would leave. Um, and then I think the other thing that I think is going to be exciting is one day we're going to get one of these gigantic pieces of business that we pitch. That's, you know, more than our monthly, you know, our monthly amount. And then we're going to have to figure out how we expand the team to be able to do all of that, you know, work, or are we relying on um, the, you know, that becomes one of those like big clients now that you're like, Oh, okay. You're taking up a lot of my time and a lot of our space. Um, And what does that look like? Nice. Um, So you're going to snag yourself a whale. Exactly. Exactly. And And also figuring out the, the and then figure out the logistics because then it might be more team members, different things, and then reinforces that oh shit, what happens if they leave by building this, mm-hmm. and it, the whole story continues at a different level and different situation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's never ending, yeah. right? Yeah. Welcome to the world of an entrepreneur. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When it gets so big that I'm not involved in everything too, I think that's I've been trying to do that more where I'm not yeah. deeply involved in every project, but I, mm-hmm. I you know. That's, I know that that will happen eventually. And I just don't know what that'll be like. Cause I, I like the strategy side and I like the execution side. I'm one of those weirdos who likes to be 30,000 foot view and in the weeds at the same Mm. time. Um, So I know that that might not always play that way, but it'll feel weird to me when I, I may, maybe I'm not the one who sold, you know, sold the package, sold the thing and the face doing the thing. And um I don't think that's, I don't know when that's coming, but it'll be a strange moment um, to truly be kind of that um, CEO level, not involved <laughs> in the day-to-day yeah. things. And, and you get to find out what, what do you want? Because the truth is, you know, what do you really want? You, 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 mm-hmm. this, this could change. Your, your desires, your needs could change for you personally. Um, mm-hmm. See where, where it's based on, what emotion it's based on, what you truly want. And then you can, you get to explore that. And it's fascinating and it's beautiful and it's scary and it's terrifying and all the things that you've <laughs> experienced before. Yeah. Um, look, Ashlyn, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing not only what you do and some hints and tips along the way, but behind the scenes of what it's like as a growing entrepreneur. It's fascinating. Thank you so, so much. Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation and for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Uh, if you go to my website, ashbeanpdx.com, and also follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, we're slowly growing that out as well. Nice. Lovely. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. But again, thank you so much for being here. This has been, yeah, it's been so much fun just playing with the, the world of a business owner. Awesome. Thanks so much. You're welcome. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.